0: Take away the life of another. Do you see now? Henry's in no danger. Carla can't kill anyone. She's defenseless.
1: Emma doesn't know. she means to call. Wants her to.
0: We have to stop this. Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Secrets of Once Upon a Time. I'm your hostess, Deborah, And um, we only have one other person with me today, and that's Shelly, which is great, because Shelly's, you know, really good. Not that David's (laughs) not great, but, you know, we kind of do like having David here. Maybe he met the same fate as Cruella. Um, (laughs) Let's hope not. (laughs) Let's hope he'll be back next uh, episode. But be terrible. <laughs> I know. I'm
1: I I think they I picked up a, sorry.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think I picked up something from Cruella because it's I'm feeling a little uh, devilish tonight.
1: She was definitely one of our uh, more uh, dark villains. I mean, even she, she even Regina was redeemable.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. That's what I think. I'm like, have we had someone with that sinister of a backstory where they I mean, Gold was redeemable and
1: yeah. She wasn't evil because of any pain that was caused to her in her in her backstory. She was just pretty much a psychopath. Yeah, yes, <laughs> of a a liar psychopath of a very high degree.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's interesting. Um, before we get into that, how, how would you rate this episode?
1: Oh, I'm I'm not gonna give a six. I mean, it it was to quote to quote uh, Cruella, it was a means to an end. They needed to further the storyline. They needed to give us a reason for Emma to to go down a dark path and turn her heart. But there were things I liked about it and things I did not. But it it felt like filler. Did it? Okay. Good filler, but filler.
0: Okay. Okay. I was actually kind of um, aiming a little higher. And that's more like I was doing like a seven or eight. And the only reason I say that is because I didn't actually see that plot twist at the end coming I I really didn't think you know because Ursula got her happy ending so I was like oh yeah Cruella's gonna get her happy ending whatever that is and then I was kind of I I guess oddly surprised that (laughs) it didn't happen or did you like
1: it I mean did you like that the way they twisted it at the end with Cruella and Emma
0: yes um Mostly because I, you know, as much as I liked Ursula's happy ending, I was kind of like, oh, if they give all of them happy endings like this, it's just going to be lame. So (laughs) I'm kind of glad her happy ending didn't show up.
1: I was glad, too, only because when they revealed just how much of a psychopath she was, uh, I really was thinking, where are they going to go with this? And then when they did the big reveal with what he had written on the paper to save his own life, I thought, oh, how brilliant. And yeah. then Gold, knowing that, oh, how twisted is Gold. Gold is really <laughs> motivated. This, I mean, like, Gold's he's like, got a whole new focus. Yeah, Gold's
0: like, oh, I don't have to do much in this one. I just have to. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the thing about this, there were a couple things that I'm like, isn't that interesting that everybody says you, you lied to me? And I'm like, wow, how many people has she lied to? You know, Gold said it, and the, and, the storyteller said it, and um, even Maleficent said it. And
1: Oh, you mean Cruella lied? Yeah, Cruella yes. lied. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I wondered how... So it was almost like the whole episode was Cruella Mm -hmm. and everyone else is almost an afterthought. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there were a few really interesting things that were revealed and and, and laid out on here, but um, I don't know. So the, do we want to just kind of jump into the Cruella backstory and then talk about how everybody uh, related to her?
0: Right. Let's do that. So,
1: well, so the episode opened introducing us to, and I figured out it was Cruella pretty easily because we knew it was a Cruella episode. This, almost adorable little blonde girl running around with a Dalmatian chasing her. And I was having a lot of trouble with the timing, you know, in what year it was. Yeah. Uh, because it kind of was, le- you know, turn of the century, 1900 clothing. Right. But they were almost already into, say, the 19-teens. And I thought originally it was the 20s, but then after we jump ahead to the teenage slash young adult Cruella. Mm-hmm. I thought no, she she looks like it's that's definitely the twenties, but what part of the twenties I don't know. Um, definitely in the jazz age, well, but I also thought they were in the United States, and they weren't.
0: And well, and that's what I was just going to bring up. That point is that okay, and I know that they're filming in in the you know in the North America, so it's not like they can go actually film at an English mansion. But I'm like, there's Spanish tile on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> of this mansion and then there's like you know Mexican mosaic tile on the archway I'm like this is a California mansion this isn't even a you know an English mansion that's so that was like my first disappointment like it was
1: a beautiful home
0: yes it was or
1: setting however they yeah but you're right I I got a very very strong feeling for I kept thinking it's going to be upstate New York or New York or Long Island somewhere because of where we pick her up when she's back in the United States but, so we've learned a few things. Number one is Corella's been evil since this beginning. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, we now know how she got her distinctive look and her mm-hmm. magic. Mm-hmm. And number three, we know that she learned to travel the realms. Yes. because we d- we do not know, and I don't think it matters too much yet, how she got into Storybrook unless the uh, magic ink that changed her into her distinctive look also in some way imbued her with the same magic to be able to travel.
0: It's going to be interesting if, you know, cause I'm kind of like hedging, are they going to bring her back now that she's technically dead? Is she technically dead or, you know, is she mostly dead? Is she, <laughs> you know, will she be back, but it will, it only be in flashbacks or, you know, something like that. So I'm kind of wondering what they're going to do with her.
1: I would guess flashbacks, but I, I don't know how, I mean, unless gold somehow, I, I think it's final. I think she's dead
0: okay because i i feel like she's not like her story's not completely told yet but that's maybe that's just gonna have to be one of those things that'll never be resolved um can i go back to the whole um era thing again just to yeah, just to harp on and, and kind of kick a dead horse but yeah so the other thing that i dead was like dog. <laughs> yeah exactly poor dogs <laughs> um the other thing that i thought was um kind of irritating t- to me is that I'm like the English didn't really have the flapper period as much as the Americans did. So, you know, that that's, well, that's a very American Americana thing is the, the roaring twenties.
1: Yeah. The, they did have a jazz club though. I mean, they did have the cabaret, um, mm-hmm. uh, What bothered me is the mother was always dressed in the same style clothes, which was a very late teens, early 20s, you know, with the cloche hat and the fur collar. And and she also had that red makeup. They're putting that red makeup under the eyes Mm -hmm. to show distress a lot. So when they're trying to show that the mother's distraught, you know, the the dogs are chasing the little girl and your father's gone, we're going to make some changes. And you're supposed to think, wow, this mother's, you know, something's wrong with the mother. Maybe the mother has the magic. Maybe she's going to get the magic from the mother that she can control these dogs so well. And she locks her up in the attic. And of course, my first thought, the blonde girl in the attic with the trumpet flowers, flowers in the attic, the Mm -hmm. V.C. Andrews story. Um, but, But... Jumping back to what you said about the 20s, Murray's Nightclub, which is what they they announce on the radio, mm-hmm. or, uh, and, and that's where the author Isaac takes her, on Beak Street in London, opened in 1913. Oh. And it was part of the jazz age, uh, this huge cabaret boom. So while I'm not well versed in London's you know 1920s jazz cabaret history at all, uh, it, it looks to me like, like they did. Um, so it was a, it was an appropriate setting. I'm not sure why they chose London versus, you know, a speakeasy in Chicago or, uh, you know, because we had the prohibitions. So they had the gin. Well, gin was a thing in the U.S. Right. because it, gin was easy to make and transport across the borders. And so I can okay. overlook it.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to, too, you know, overlook that, too. Um, well, I was going to say something. About, oh, you had me, my... Imagination stirring here for a second. Oh, what was it? Flowers oh. in the attic. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Okay, um, it was actually a little more foreshadowing than that. And that, um, and you know, they played the Cruella Deville song three times in this episode.
1: Yes, I noticed that too. And do you know the lyrics to that? Just you know. Cruella Deville, Cruella Deville. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. To to see see her is is to to take take a sudden sudden chill. chill. Cruella, (laughs) Cruella, Deville. I think, is that right? Yeah, that's correct.
0: And then it's the next
1: one. She's like a spider
0: waiting for the kill. Oh, that's true. And And So
1: they were very close to the lyrics of this. The the song wasn't written until, what, 1961, 62, when the movie came out? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. but, But I loved how they played it as if it was a real jazz number of the age. Yeah. So it was a nice incorporation.
0: Yeah. Well, and the fact is that, that maybe, cause I always wonder if, if they like take this character, like, okay, we need to build this story on this technically Disney character, technically not. Cause you know, 101 Dalmatians was actually a novel, like every other Disney film back of that era. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, did they go, okay, let's see what we can build in her backstory. Did they take the lyrics from the song and went, Hmm, maybe we should make her, you know, evil. Maybe this should be true to who she is.
1: But interesting that they used the backstory that they did with the flowers in the attic kind of setting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and this, those were novels I read when I was probably in my early teens. I'm sure my mother had no idea what I was reading. <laughs> yeah we read all of those novels they were a little incestuous but the 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 four kids in the attic and and the arsenic well in this case it's trumpet flowers being used as poison uh they're just a lot of little things um and i forgot entirely where i was going with that i'm sorry yeah i think i interrupted (laughs) your train of thought i don't know what interrupted my train of thought but but oh why they use this for corella's backstory um Nope, it's gone. It's late here, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, Please. we're
0: we're actually we've discovered that recording like at night really actually helps all of us because you know we we all have jobs and stuff. So this is a good quiet time to record. Is you know like ten nine or ten o'clock at night, <laughs> which it's is a little late tonight. It so. is a little late, and you know, and it's been a long week. So, um, but I you know, and the thing is, is that I waited until pretty much tonight and like two nights ago to watch this episode so it's a little more fresh and um i feel like i can respond to it better when it's just fresh in my mind like this so it's right. it's good um, but um we thought it was kind of a cut and dried episode as far as you know i was looking for things that might be disney-esque or might be a hidden mickey might be this might be that and i didn't really see anything in this episode i know that each episode has its different writers and maybe this particular writer doesn't like to do the hidden mickey's thing
1: i didn't look up the writer tonight i'm sorry oh, no, but I, I was going to say i tried to pause it and see what was in the attic to see if there are any clues there and there were a lot of like dog loving cups you know like from dog shows yeah. And there were tons of magazines, so I paused it to see if it had a, a date on one of the magazines. It said photo page, January twenty seventh, twenty-five cents and then when well, it did say cents, not pounds. So it was an English so I think they just slipped up a little bit. Yeah, they need to
0: not like, pence
1: uh, or, or yeah. sterling whatever they they use. So they, they
0: they're getting that. their American and British culture kind of mixed up. But did you and, I found it was interesting when um, the storyteller and Cruella were in The bar and she said, you know, and he asked her, what year is this? And she doesn't answer. So I noticed that too. And so we don't really get, I mean, they gave a lovely explanation of why that doesn't matter. But in the same sense, I think the practical side of us wanted to know exactly what year it is. So we can kind of put the pieces together.
1: Well, I think we were pretty good with it's the 20s, you know. I mean, yeah. you go to Downton Abbey. Look at the Downton Abbey. Um, the character Rose, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're always going to clubs there about that same time period. And you've got the jazz band. I mean, that was a whole bit in, what, season three of Downton oh. Abbey. So just tying that back in since we were talking about London earlier. Yeah, um, Yeah. there was uh, – oh, okay. So he did call it kind of a Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was nice. And then when she, she leaned out the tower to hey up here, I thought, oh, kind of a Rapunzel moment. Hey, I so got that too. Maybe a, maybe there were a few little things here and there. Um, it was interesting to see how she got the car. Um, he was, he was this is not the, her backstory, but later, he was reading The Great Gatsby. Oh. So I thought that was a nice little touch. Um, nice. Um, she lives in an attic. She wants to go, they're doing the Charleston um, it's a jazz cabaret it's very great Gatsby feel she's all excited music dancing gin and he says you have the classic Cinderella story why would they lock you up and then she starts to tell the the story oh the black widow twist the spider reference from the song
0: mm-hmm.
1: he said you're a Cinderella tale with a black widow twist
0: um, I'm sorry if you hear that train that's totally me <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it but the
1: train. I can hear it so they can hear it
0: Yeah,
1: uh, but I don't know. It was it was a nice twist. I, I didn't really understand the whole. They he he felt very attracted to her, mm-hmm. um, and he opened himself up and shared so much. And then it was a nice twist that it wasn't the mother; it was her.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a nice twist. But I find it fascinating also that how did he? You know, he can realm jump, but he also screwed up this this particular story. I know he kind of screwed up the other story, which is why he got. Placed in the bottle or placed in the in the um in the book in the book sorry yeah but you know he also like oh let me give cruella powers you're not supposed to be doing that bud so it was it's interesting how he keeps taking these um matters into his own hands and and writing their stories for them
1: yeah yeah and he shows her this magic pen and ink and you know he doesn't actually collect the stories he travels he's not a newspaper reporter just in one place he's traveling across the realms you know we exist out of time and and that's what you were saying he asked what year it was and she's like you know does it does it matter and he's like no because we're not in time we're in a realm of story um, and then he's you know showing her what he can do with the necklace and then the the uh, earrings and then and then he foreshadows no telling what would happen if the ink were spilled <laughs> you know like oh <laughs> so here's another thing we know that he's got the pen because uh... Uh, gold has the, the magic quill. And we know that gold is going to get the ink, but first he has to turn the, the hero's, I mean, the the savior's heart dark. So I'm wondering, well, how, where's the ink come from? Cause they didn't say, but maybe it comes from a dark heart. Oh, but that would be, that would be gruesome. Kind of, yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Same word in my head. <laughs> um, well, crush, is it the same? Crush a, uh, crush a dark heart and then mix it with, is I it don't know. Is
0: squid ink? Is it, what, what did they keep using?
1: You know, it could be squid ink because uh, he did say squid ink had, was the most was very powerful magic and it could bind. I mean, that's what they used to bind gold originally.
0: Yeah, so squid ink keeps coming back up. So maybe it is some variant of that. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: So she takes the things you care about and she destroys them. I wonder if that was a lyric in the song.
0: It is not. Okay. <laughs> like I have the lyrics of the song, the original song. And um, it's like, if you want to hear, there are like maybe two more stanzas here. It's like, at first you think Cruella is a devil, but after time has worn away the shock, you come to realize you've seen her kind of eyes watching you from underneath a rock. This vampire bat, this inhuman beast, she ought to be locked up and never released. The world is such a, was such a wholesome place until Cruella, Cruella de Vil.
1: Wow, they really used the song to, you know, lock him up and... That was great. Yeah, oh, so, I hadn't thought
0: of that song in a while. No, I, not well, the
1: lyrics anyway.
0: Well, exactly. You know, actually, you know, one hundred and one Dalmatians isn't my favorite Disney movie. It never has been. Um, so I guess I haven't watched it in a long time. I guess I need to watch it. Eh, yeah, but um, I was gonna say, speaking of heart dark hearts, what did you think when Gold showed like the lump of coal? <laughs> 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 I was like, I, I was thinking um, uh, Grinch for some reason.
1: Oh, that's perfect! I hadn't thought of that one, but you're right. I was more, I was more really shocked about Bell than about Gold. I, Gold ripping at his heart and showing it to Belle made sense to me from the point of view of a man and his wife, uh-huh. you know, uh, sharing intimate secrets, sharing sharing a closeness like that, and that. You know, he's he's telling her, you know, do you remember our vows? How I chased all that out of you and and he's showing her, Look, you know, this is all that's left. I will lose any ability to love. And that goodness you you and you alone is what he meant, you know, you kinda implied. Saw inside me is gonna be gone forever. And the author's the only person who can reverse the process. And she's like, I worry, I threw out the chip cup teacup sous soon and they're kissing you. And he's got a tear in his eyes. I mean, he's just all and then she just, whoom, changes. Will is such a much better kisser than you are. You're like, he's so confused. It's all over his face. <clears throat> and she, you're pathetic, groveling like a dog, begging for scraps. And he's like, um, this really isn't like you, Belle. <laughs> and Regina comes out and she's holding Belle's heart. <clears throat> and we aren't privy to that, that conversation Other aside from your hus- your ex-husband or your husband is causing me problems. And, you know, I need. how can I help? Well, I was hoping you'd say that. I need you to give me your heart and let yeah. me, like, threaten to kill you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I wonder if she actually like, okay, take my heart, sure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey one I, I, one thing I saw in her in the shop in Gold's shop that I hadn't seen before and maybe you have. Did you ever notice the upside down canoe hanging from the rafters? raptors? Yes. Okay. It's I, been in there
1: for
0: a while. Oh, I didn't that's the They're, first time I've seen it. I don't I'm know if they it.
1: put it in and take it out, but I have seen it. I remember Oh, I don't remember when the first time I saw it, but I, it made me think of the upside uh, boat rowboat in uh, The Little Mermaid.
0: Oh, yeah. Or um, also in Pocahontas. That's what it made me think of.
1: I'm like, oh, Pocahontas.
0: But, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. wouldn't that be fun to see Pocahontas? That'd
0: be awesome. We, I don't think we've seen Pocahontas yet.
1: No, we haven't. And that's an American tale. So that would be an interesting twist. So, yeah, and John
0: Smith, Pocahontas, Miko. That'd be <gasps> Kind of cool, yeah. There's I think
1: a lot of. There was another Disney, not a movie, but a storybook they did once, or an illustration, that was another like Hiawatha, Little Hiawatha, oh, yeah, or, like
0: or that. and there, yeah, Little Hiawatha, and um, uh, from Peter Pan. Even though we didn't, did we see Tiger Lily? I thought we did.
1: I thought we saw Tiger Lily. Yes. Yes, we
0: did. So. Oh, yeah. hey!
1: Speaking of Peter Pan, and and speaking of Flowers in the Attic, uh-huh. I saw that the uh, the actress who played Tinker Bell. She's actually been cast in the next installation of Flowers in the Attic that's coming out.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: I, I did not even realize that it was a TV show. <laughs> I thought they made it into a movie, but maybe it was a TV movie. So.
0: Oh, speaking of um, things that we found out this week, and I know this is kind of out of sequence with, you know, you know, we're a little behind, but they renewed Once Upon a Time for another season. Oh good, good. I was gonna ask you if you'd heard anything. Yeah, they renewed it. And so we will be back again if we can find our time to get together to to record um next season's um yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see we will you know, try. We'll try, yeah. Maybe father will be able to join us then. Who knows?
1: Yeah, yeah. maybe they'll work that out. I don't know. So. But, okay, so the dragon egg. Oh yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to jump around. <laughs> no 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 j- dragon egg came up to me. That that I loved the confrontation with Maleficent. Yes,
0: you I know she
1: slams in every. What about Lily? You lied to me. I, I'm a terrible person. I mean, she's right up front yeah. with it. I'm a really terrible person. Well, <laughs> I, I left her in the woods. woods to die. I'm not Mother Material, but I did take that dragon egg. You know, your magic helped us to stay so young. And she's like, vroom. <laughs> and I'm saying, and the very, I actually wrote it in my notes. Stupid! Can't con- can't? Don't you know Cruella can control animals? I mean, a minute she turned to the dragon. I'm like, "Yep, there she goes. She's going to control you," and and I just I was great. But no one guessed what I was really after. No, now that the author is here, today is the day I get mine. So really, all this time, all she's wanted is for someone else to kill the author. She wants him dead, and not because he can change her story. Or she, she didn't want him to change her story or write a happy ending for her. She just wanted him dead. I wonder if if he dies, the stories that he changed go away or you know if she thought ch- killing him would get him would would make what he wrote on that piece of paper that Corella cannot take the life oh. of another person or another living thing or however he phrased it yeah. I wonder if that would somehow dissolve or disappear can no longer take the life of another just another uh, so I don't I don't know to what end just killing him would be unless she just missed the thrill of killing <laughs>
0: well that, part of me is wondering if it's she really did have kind of feelings for him. Like there was a, a, a sense of, I could, I could use him romantically, you know, because if she's a true psychopath, which I assume she is, she'll still have that urge to like keep people around because they're useful. And but I think she, she
1: didn't want to. Um, I mean, he, I think he was right on the black widow, a black widow. Right. And stop yeah. me if I'm wrong, mates. And, and once she gets what she needs once from the male, she kills it and, and gets rid of it. Yeah. Uh, she got the magic. She got the uh, the power and the ability to escape her mother and to do whatever she wants. And then she pulled a gun on him. She was going to kill him. He's like, well, what about me? You're just a means to an end. Yeah. You know, I don't need you anymore. And she was going to kill him until, or maybe it was the ink spilled. She was fighting over the ink and um, until he wrote that she can't kill. Yeah. She can't take a life. It wasn't just that she can't kill. She can't do something that results in the taking of that life. She do can't you, actually do it.
0: So she can't um she can't make more Dalmatian coats then.
1: <laughs> no. Maybe I suppose she why... could.
0: <laughs> that was just so terrible. Maybe that's why she had like hit henchmen and you know you know, the uh the one hundred and one Dalmatians, maybe the henchmen were able to, you know, club the little puppies over the head to make the coats. <laughs>
1: Oh, but to have those poor dogs sicked on the mud, and it dawned on me, you know, the the reason the mother had the dogs was to protect her from Cruella. Yeah, it had nothing to do with power control. She had them to protect herself, and and the poor mother, you know, what do you do when your child is is evil or wrong, or swims in the darkness? Just switch, jump right in and swim in it, she says. But I mean, how is a mother that would that would break your heart? I mean to. And she he says, "Why wouldn't you go to the authorities?" And she's like, "I'm her mother. I'm responsible for her. Oh, you yeah. know, I had the the raising of her. And what did I do? What did I do?"
0: Yeah, uh, isn't it interesting how all of these mother episodes, like you know, because we we talked about that a couple episodes ago where it's like we see a lot of mother related um, themes coming through. You know, with this episode, relationships, yeah, but specifically mother daughter.
1: Well, yes, and and this weekend is Mother's Day, and while we're still a little behind, the two-hour finale is going to air on Sunday, um, and I've got two episodes in between. I know. Uh, Still to watch, because I didn't want to watch ahead before we talked about anything, so I couldn't spoil myself.
0: Well, and I'm the same way. I haven't watched the next episode, Lily, yet, even though I wanted to. Oh, I did, too.
1: (laughs) It's going to be everything not to stay up tonight to go watch it. (laughs) I think when we get done here, I, I do need to to actually sleep and yeah. and then watch it tomorrow. So, but, yeah, it, because even Charming and Snow are still all upset. You know, Emma's still really upset with them. She's like, uh, we've told you everything we know about the author. And she's like, you sure? You know, because secrets just keep coming out. And she's, <sighs> it, it's almost like she's in her teenage years. Yeah, you know, she is. Um, she's disillusioned. You aren't who I thought you were. You can't tell me what to do. Um, You you taught me there was a right way, a heroic way, and I would never harm a defenseless person. And she's like, that goodness is why we did it. And that she said that right there, I would never harm a defenseless person. But she didn't know that Cruella wasn't going to kill Henry. She didn't know that Cruella physically, magically could not kill Henry. So why is how she responded in protecting her son making her heart dark? I didn't understand that.
0: Well, like and then, is it the same, same? Well, is it the same reasoning that um, Mary Margaret or uh, yeah, Snow White has a a speck of dark in her heart, and when she after she killed Cora on purpose, because mm-hmm. you gotta admit that there's a little bit of on purpose going on with Emma and killing Cruella. I mean, she could have used some other magic to, or she could have done something differently with Cruella instead. She, you know. She killed her. So well,
1: the the ironic thing is, the darkness really kind of started with her finding out that her parents lied to her. Yeah, which I'm sorry, I just didn't think they lied that much. But
0: Not to warn. What they this, did like, was
1: pretty. You know, what they did was pretty bad mm-hmm. and thoughtless. They didn't think through anything, and it. it, it you know, as as we like to say. God can take anything and make something better from it. He can take any any wrong, any mistake and, and bring you through it and, and put you on the other side and you become a better person. And that's what they did. I mean, they they let that experience of, oh my gosh, what have we done? Well, how do we get past that? We talked about this and, and Snow, you know, weeping and saying she couldn't accept the unicorn mobile because it reminded her of what a terrible thing they'd done. And Charming say, Look, we've got to use this to to remind us to be better. We have to be better than that. We've got to be the best we can be so that we are worthy of this, this, what we have with our child. Uh, yeah.
0: Um,
1: I, it's just,
0: I, you know, this whole Emma thing is still, it still doesn't feel, it still doesn't feel natural, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. But I guess it's the plot line. So, you know, I got to stop suspending you know, I guess suspend belief a little, I guess, and go with the what the storyteller wants me to know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, we got a name for him.
0: Yes, Isaac. He finally
1: introduced himself. Yeah, so I wondered all the reasons they might have used the name Isaac. Isaac, I mean, I think of Sir Isaac Newton. Right. <laughs> but, as I mean, far as um, I guess Aesop wouldn't have been... <laughs> would have been too big of a giveaway, right? <clears throat> yeah, he can't... says he feels like Hemingway or Thoreau, but um, maybe I'm just not as sharp on the on the wit tonight and thinking of all my, and, and I didn't have time to do a lot of research, but <clears throat> to do a lot of my uh, famous authors. <laughs> right. <laughs> begin with, famous authors who begin with the name of Isaac. Well, Sorry. I'm,
0: I'm actually doing a little Googling right now to see if I can find anything that might sound interesting.
1: No, no. <laughs> no. But I, I liked the little twist that they gave him in that. Um, you know, he's at the cabin and uh, he realizes that that uh, um, Cruella is there. Uh, and then later, he's reading like I said, "The Great Gatsby." Oh,
0: thank you for bringing that back up because there was something I wanted to talk about with um, the um, Daisy. Is that her name? And The Great Gatsby. That's is it, yes. Daisy. Don't you feel – because the whole point of Daisy and the Great Gatsby – I feel like I'm in, in high school English all over again. Um, the whole point
1: of Daisy and the Great Gatsby – And we need idioms, and we need similes, and we need uh, metaphors, and want you to find all items of symbolism and symbolic. Re- <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, jeez, I'm in trouble.
0: Um, <laughs> but I felt like – because the whole point of Daisy was that she was a self Selfish, flighty thing that always did what was best for her. Mm-hmm. And so, didn't didn't you feel like Cruella was a bit like Daisy?
1: Yes, I think that would that would if she wasn't a complete and total psychopath. Right. Well, she took it a little. She, she did have that over Daisy. Daisy was just unhappy with her lot and kept trying to want something she couldn't have. And if I mm-hmm. remember correctly, there was a little bit of unrequited love. Did she? Yes. Did she? She knew Jay Gatsby before. Right. Um, it's been 20 years since I read this story, but yes. if I recall, so she had known him, but then she had, he'd, he'd gone off or he, he wasn't wealthy or well-to-do. well
0: to do. Yeah. And so she married. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She, it's kind of like the notebook. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So she married somebody else and then she's like, Oh, but I'm not happy.
1: Let me be happy. Right.
0: Yeah. So, uh, and then, and that was her undoing, that, that selfishness or it was Gatsby's undoing, I should say. Yeah. anyway but you know enough about you know American literature
1: Emma, Emma gave Regina a gun
0: yes I that kind of surprised me too not gonna lie
1: right. oh we got another view of the fourth of fifth license plate Regina's oh. license plate says fourth of fifth um, oh. but I didn't I didn't make anything of the LZ 1655 license plate um, when the mother drove up and I didn't see if there was anything on the license. I didn't stop and look. I'm sorry. If there was anything on the license plate of the author's car, Isaac's car, that he gives to Cruella. So that's how she got the cool car. But later, you know, she has the license plate D-E-V-I-L.
0: Yeah.
1: Or D-E-V-I-L, I think. devil
0: Devville, yeah. Tell me that license plate for the mother again.
1: The mother was... Um, hang on. LZ one six five five.
0: One six five five.
1: I don't um, remember thinking it looked British either.
0: One six five five. Because I was thinking that's when the novel came out. Um the novel of one hundred and one Dalmatians.
1: Sixteen fifty five, Deborah.
0: Oh no, I thought you said in one nine five five.
1: No, I, have six, one, I have numbers.
0: I have numbers dyslexia. Did I ever tell you this? So, no. Yeah, I have numbers dyslexia. So you tell me stuff out loud, and then I kind of think what I actually. Oh, you visualize
1: want. it differently. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it gets me in trouble occasionally, and it's and I'm like you. I'm very tired right now, so I'm like, oh, wait. but <laughs> 66. Starting. If we, we took that,
1: hmm. let's see. We talked about Bell. We talked about the parents in the beginning. Just, I don't know the the Isaac and the the he had good lines. You know, he said, you control the dogs like magic. And she's like, not magic. It's hard work and routine. And he's looking for pizzazz. And he makes the comments about the husbands. And she's in so much pain. Um, He takes her out to Murray's Jazz Club. Uh, Emma gives Regina the gun. And that's when, oh, oh, shut. Okay, so how did you think they all responded when they found out that, that Zelina is alive? Is that just a little underwhelming? Yeah. like, oh, it's Lena's life? Okay. They've done this this before, though, where they they tell them something and it's like, oh, okay. It's
0: not our first monster bash.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, I called the number. That number you gave me, I called it. And and they're just kind of like, that's it. I'm like, that's all?
0: (laughs) You cut out for a second, so I don't know what happened. I'm going to New York.
1: What are we going to do? I'll take care of gold, you know, but I'm going to New York. I'm going to get my sister once and for all. And something tells me that might take a back seat to what's... I mean, since we know the next episode is about Lily oh, yeah, and this whole Emma-Lily body, or not body swap, um, goodness, badness, you know, uh, basically in, instead of it being balanced between, you know, within each one of them having their own amount,
0: yeah. all of
1: Emma's darkness has been pulled out of her and given to uh, Lily and all of El- Lily's goodness has been pulled out and given to Emma. Wouldn't that be like Cruella then? I mean, Cruella is pretty much all darkness.
0: Yeah. So, I'm kind of interested to see what happens so, with Lily. It's if she's as bad, because she was, in my opinion, thinking back to that episode where they break into the house and blah, 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 they're what, 14. And right. I was like, eh, Lily's not that bad. She's run away, whatever. But, you know, everything she did was more just typical bad, not bad teenager, but. Um,
1: rebellious. Thank you know, you. The rebellious age. Or- yes. Yes. For whatever when we I don't remember what the her issue was with the father. Probably he controls me. He wants me to do all these things. I just I can't recall at the moment. So Yeah. But that line that some people struggle not to be drawn into the darkness, I decided why not splash in and have fun. And you're like, whoa. (laughs) And interesting that they didn't know what the ink would do and then it I guess it she's she's all black and white. Yeah. You know, there's no gray with her. There's no middle ground. She's all black or white. I and mean, in her case, all black. But, uh, but I thought that was an interesting way of showing how she got that unique look.
0: Hey, speaking of um, unique looks, I noticed in this episode, you know, because you kept telling, you know, watch their clothing, you know, and you see Emma in gray mm-hmm. this episode. So you she's tend- very bland. She's very bland. But likewise, you see Regina in beige.
1: Yes, Regina was in beige in this episode. Beige in, beige in a white blouse, I think.
0: Yep, that's what she was in. I'm like, how, I, you know, I I don't think I've ever seen her wear something that bland either.
1: No, she's usually in either a bright red or dark. And, and they've been using the bright colors to accentuate her uh, evolvement with her magic and with her emotions and her, her goodness and badness. Uh, snow is still in red. Right. And David I mean, was still she, in blue. Mm-hmm. So there's still the, the yin and the yang there, the, the good and the bad. Um, th- there's just a lot of little things. Emma's looking more and more disheveled. Yes. I don't know if you, she looks less put together and, and smooth. And she looks more like they woke her out of bed, shook her hair a little bit and said, okay, you know, let me put some red under your eyes and go on set. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. She,
0: she did look like she didn't have a speck of makeup on in this episode. No,
1: she's looking pale and, and with the they keep... Highlighting the red eyes, like she's been weeping and crying, um, and I know that they're trying to show that the the turmoil that's going on with her. Uh, but at the end, when she was getting out into the Conch shells, where they they didn't know where Henry was, and mm-hmm. uh, and when she told her parents she was going with Regina and Hook because she needed to be around people that she trusts. What a swap! Who would have ever <laughs> said that? And like, let's just go to season two. <laughs> hey, hey, Emma, there's going to come a point in time where you tell. Regina that you trust her and this crazy pirate on the on the beanstalk and that you trust him more than you trust your own mom and dad the ones that you just you know went into fairy tale land or uh, uh, enchanted forest and had this really cool adventure and discovered your mom's actually a kick butt kind of gal yeah yeah you're not going to trust her you're because she lied to you about something she did 34 years ago yeah but you're going to trust this pirate <laughs> and the evil queen that rips people's hearts out yeah, <laughs> that was kind of funny.
0: Yeah, it, I I still find it fascinating that it's gotten to that point where they're like the best of friends now. Because it, it wasn't that long ago that she was there was still some resistance with that, especially from Regina. I don't know. It's, it, I mean, it, it, I'm thinking back to... Oh, what episode was that? Where... um. Regina was locked in her dark office and Emma was outside the door.
1: Oh, that was like the frozen where they mirrored the frozen. Yes. Yes. And Regina was like sunk down like, El- like a Elsa, like Elsa. Because they were still right?
0: technically weren't really all that best of friends in that episode either.
1: So. No, but that brought them together that experience. And that That's was a, true. that was refreshing. Hey, did I already, did I already give you the, my husband thinks that Emma looks like a Anakin no. reference? No. So my husband thinks that, that, uh, I thought I'd said this in an earlier episode. But here's my Star Wars reference, okay? My husband thinks that uh, Emma is Anakin. She's being more and more seduced by the dark side. She doesn't know what to believe. She doesn't know who to trust. And the red eyes, it's really the red eyes, I think, that, that got oh, to him.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, I could see that.
1: So she's turning dark. She's going over to the dark side. and um, And that way they can redeem her and be back, you know, what, season five, season six. <laughs> yeah. Please, please don't take all of season five to redeem Emma back to the good, or develop her into a more rounded, onion-layered character that, you know, because um, mm. that would get old really fast, the hero being that. But but hopefully they don't really, like, resolve it all Sunday night either. Right. Well, uh, and, you know. That would be dull, too. <laughs> you know,
0: I always kind of cringe when the finales come up for Once Upon a Time because – for whatever reason, it's like the first time the finale came up and, and then the first curse was broken and then everybody knew who everybody was. I was really disappointed. I was just like, oh, you're kidding me, right? Okay. Cause that was the fun part of the episodes. And, um, so I don't know, every finale I've always been kind of disappointed
1: Oh, and I'm the opposite. I, I've always enjoyed the finales because they really wrap up for me what that whole season or half season has, has – the journey that it's led you through, the ups and the downs and the, the filler and the the exciting parts. And, and sometimes you get really big payoffs like, oh, when, when they uh, – the, the shattered site. Mm-hmm when they all saw each other and, and Regina and, and Snow got to have that big fight and Kristoff's and, uh, got all the funny lines, you know, I uh, can't remember them all. Right? So, but that, at the end of that, when that all ended and and that poor Snow Queen and she realized what she had done, her eyes were open and she allowed herself to be killed in order to write the wrongs that she had done, that, that sacrifice, she made that sacrifice to redeem her pain and it made everybody, I I just, and it brought Emma and Regina together, it brought characters together and, and even before that, even though we lost, uh, with Zelina, even though we lost, um, um, Bay, yeah, uh, we saw... I don't know, just every one, it seems to me, there's a there's a big roundup and there's a big payoff. And there was, I think it was the end of the third season, everybody was happy. And mm. I remember making the comment, you know, that almost feels like, yeah, they came back and they brought, it almost feels like um, that could have been a series finale. finale. It's funny. Emma maybe. and Hook are together in the, and I wondered if they actually wrote that, not knowing if they were going to be renewed uh, again. Right, and so they left it open so that at the last minute they could cut that scene and put this other scene in. Or, uh, you know, even though the the vase, the vase, the urn, whatever it was, went mm. through the pack the portal with them. You know, there they were laughing with Henry over the book. So you were Princess Leia. I'm in the book now. Look, mm-hmm. I'm in. The- oh, she is in the book now. You know, I'm in the book. And then she's she's having this tender new romance. And then Regina and uh, Robin were having this tender new romance. And uh, Oh, no, actually, I think Regina and Robin, had they had they brought
0: Mariel, oh, no. Marian
1: back in? I can't remember. No, no but right? No. That was at the beginning of season four, wasn't it? Right,
0: because they brought her back because then she got her heart frozen and blah, blah, blah.
1: So so it felt like it could have been a series finale.
0: So I'm wondering if they... Well, and it, you know what? The, it feels for the most part, except for the first season where it there could be each one is definitely a... It could be a season finale, which I appreciate because I hate when they cancel these, you know, these um, TV shows and leave you hanging.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, these writers and creators have been around a long time, and I think they—I'm uh, going to trust that they have a plan for. Oops, we got canceled. As long <laughs> as they get to make that ser- ser- season finale, um, they they usually give us a pretty decent payoff at the ending. They wrap it all up, and and that's why I'm kind of worried that. If Emma will go dark, but then they'll wrap it up. But if they know they're going to be renewed, maybe they got a, uh, you know, a confidential memo <laughs> under the table. Hey, guys, we are renewing you. Go ahead and play in your season five. Yeah. We've, seen, we've seen your script. We like it, or your storyboarding, or however they outline it for them. I'm good yeah. with that.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, um, speaking of,
0: what, um, I know we haven't talked about this, and it happened a couple weeks ago. And this has nothing to do with the Once Upon a Time, but it does have something to do with Father Roderick and Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't, if you've been, like, under a rock, and I don't know why you haven't seen this, because it went viral. If you were missing Father Roderick and you did not see him reacting to the new Star Wars trailer, you totally need to go and find that, um, because I'm sure it's all over the internet still. Find him reacting to the Star Wars trailer. It is so cute. It was awesome. Yes. And then, you know, all the, I don't know if this happened to you, but it happened to me. Um, because you know, we've been doing this podcast with father Roderick and I I have a few other podcasts that I've done in the past with father Roderick. And, um, so everybody who knew I was doing podcasts with father Roderick were like posting that video on my wall. Like, this is so neat. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) and one of my friends who works at Disney, um, he in the marketing department actually, um they he has like a really cool job where you know every Friday afternoon they go into this big room and they watch, um, what's popular on the like YouTube and what's popular on um social media, mm-hmm. yeah to to kind of get ideas of what they could do for you know t- you know for marketing schemes, and they, so he's like oh yeah we watch Father Roderick, at a at a board meeting for Disney so there you go Father Roderick oh
1: that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, of course, it, we're recording this on what May 8th. And uh, earlier this week was May 4th, which is May the 4th Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. And uh, I thought Father Roderick did a really cute meme and put, put that out there too. So I won't spoil it. Y'all go and take a peek if you want to see <laughs> what, he, what he's been doing with his Legos.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really cute
1: i'm waiting for the lego company to call him and go um excuse me <laughs> cease and desist
0: using legos
1: <laughs> that or or uh okay that's cool we sign this waiver so we can make the legos that you're you know hand painting and putting
0: yeah. <laughs> so we can make a little priest lego
1: <laughs> with lightsabers yeah exactly <laughs> we have Let's... a geek priest lightsaber <laughs> <Lego man. laughs> like a <Uh-oh>. jedi knight <laughs>
0: Hey, but if you're, if you're looking for Father Roderick and you miss him, um, you can still, he has a lot of podcasts that he's still producing. In fact, a Star Wars one he has out there. Um, and a he,
1: YouTube channel now.
0: And a YouTube channel. He's really busy. I mean, he's to the point of, I, I don't even know if I'll ever get to, to talk to him again. He's super busy. Uh, but you know, if you're, if you're missing him, he usually still does his, um, Saturday morning live, uh podcast sessions on sqpn.com. If you want to go see him, you know, be in the chat room, chat him up a little if he's ever, you know, if he's in the mood to chat. Um, but he usually does the break on Saturday mornings and sometimes he'll do another one. I'm trying to think whether it's pixel priest or something else. He'll, he'll usually do two or three. Usually I say that now and then watch him change. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and if you haven't heard him before and you like the new ones and you want to hear the old ones he's got all the old ones available too and they're just as good as the new ones Yep, yeah, exactly it's cool like that although he may he may do a movie review that is now out on dvd <laughs> or they don't do they still put movies out on dvd or is it all just digital now you know i it's don't It's downloadable now
0: uh, i'm I'm kind of lame, and I actually took DVDs with me on the airplane on my trip. I'm like, how antiquated am I? So.
1: Because uh, data streaming is expensive, and putting things on your phone for memory or iPad for memory or whatever tablet, even you your use computer eats it's up like, memory.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, nope, going to take my DVDs with me. Hey, um, do we want to talk about spoilers?
1: I don't know any spoilers. Oh, I, you I just told you I, I haven't seen us. I haven't seen anything. Okay. Okay, well then everybody. I do. I do have. I have one thing, but it's it's an it's an episode that's aired that we haven't seen.
0: Oh, okay. Do you want me to
1: tell you, and we'll say, hey guys, if if you haven't watched ahead from this point forward, now's a good time to stop it because I'm gonna say what spoiler my daughter told me that she heard in her high school that we don't know yet. (laughs) Okay, okay, that's that's good. So that work?
0: Yeah. Before we do that, you know, tell everybody where they can find you.
1: Oh sure, okay. So I'm at uh, Lisa, my sister, and I write a blog, and we're at uh, www.soundmindandspirit.com. And uh, I actually put something up that was a little personal. It was a thing about my family photo that we had done uh, last November. And I think Lisa's put up some more content. So we're we're trying to get back into the the groove of writing again. Uh, we're also on Facebook at of Sound Mind and Spirit.
0: Yes. And you can leave us feedback on our Facebook page. You can leave us feedback on our our page on um, SQPN. And you can also leave us feedback um, once upon a time at sqpn.com. Um, and then you can find me, Deborah. My last name is Shaben, Deborah Jane Shabin, if you want to follow me on Facebook. or And um, my, my handle for everything else is dislp38, D-I-S-L-P-38. Okay, so now... Everybody who doesn't want to hear the spoiler, you can... can Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah.
1: Now of the girls, their fates... Remain entwined as they always were, were and always shall be. Next Sunday... There are powers beyond our understanding. Fate brought them together once. You said we'd be friends forever. Now they're reunited... How did you find me? ...as mortal enemies. She wants revenge.
0: Your parents deserve to be
1: punished. You lay a hand on my mic end you... Once upon a time, next Sunday at 8, 7 central on ABC. Okay, so my daughter comes home from high, from her high school and she's like, oh, mom, they're all talking about how Zelina is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know which episode, I think it might be the second one that we haven't watched yet, but
0: Everybody's that's, pregnant. What
1: she, that's what she said. She said, I don't know whether, I just don't want to believe it. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's true. And I'm like, Okay. Don't but, tell anymore because I want to watch the TV but show. But
0: you got to remember, she's been seducing Robin Hood in New York City, so that doesn't surprise she,
1: me. She did tell Regina, "I've just been having him and holding him, <laughs> or something like that, in sickness yeah. and in health."
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, but that was a little—that was high on my "ew" factor.
0: So. Oh, I know. Well, I and mean that—that—that's a. I guess I didn't see that coming, but um, it doesn't surprise me. In a sense, because, you know, she was, you know, she was, uh, you know, manipulating Robin Hood that way.
1: Well, I hope it's not true for whatever reason.
0: But we never figured out who um, Lily's father is. No, I I don't know if
1: that's going to be revealed. Do you you know a spoiler that it will or will not be revealed?
0: I am like you. I'm trying to keep myself in the dark with this one just so I can go, (gasps) you know. (laughs)
1: That's I did. I didn't really, really watch, hard watch the 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 preview, the teaser trailer at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But they, I did see that it had the uh, the apprentice. I keep thinking it's the sorcerer, but the apprentice uh, saying something about uh, if the two girls. So remember, I said if the two girls met, did that mean that you know maybe the darkness, potential for darkness, went back. You know, if it transferred, or because they went to a land without magic, maybe the magic that they used to make Emma most all good. Maybe that dissipated or went away or uh, since she and Emma came back together, it retransferred back or e- equalized out or, and I think he was saying something about that. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that unfolds. That story yeah. really unfolds. You said the next episode is Lily.
0: Yep. The next episode is Lily.
1: Okay. And then I think the one after that we're missing is called mother.
0: Right. And the, yeah. And then, then it's the season finale. So,
1: Oh, and, and my daughter did say she heard that Cora comes back in flashback. Oh, good! So I, I'm gl- I'll be very glad to see Barbara Hershey back again as Cora. Um, kind of curious to see how they do that.
0: Cool, yeah. yeah. We need to get caught up. I'm kind of. It's very unlike me. I feel very middle aged. Like, oh, I haven't seen that. Guess I'll have to wait. Because <laughs> you know, you know, this this is such a Disney thing. But okay, so I worked for Disney in my twenties. And in my 20s, like, the night a Disney movie would come out we would be, like, at the theater in line to see the Disney movie. Like, if you waited a whole week for that Disney movie, you know, after, you know, it came out, it's like you were not – you were lame. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of
1: – Well, I was in college when uh, Beauty and the Beast and The Little Mermaid came out. Yes, I'm dating myself. Mm-hmm. And we used to sing. I was in a – what do you call it? Um, like a – program council the the student union group or the student mm-hmm. group that would plan all the programming on campus movies and bands and things and we used to have great fun we'd sing every uh, the the people i was friends with we sang every song yeah. <laughs> from beauty and the beast from the little mermaid we knew all the lyrics and then uh oh what was the one that came out right after little mermaid beauty and the beast little mermaids first then beauty mm-hmm. then there was a third Aladdin. one Aladdin. Aladdin. Oh, Aladdin. The
0: Lion King. It was after that. Oh, Aladdin.
1: Oh, yes. We sing. We sang them all. I mean, it was yes. like one big. It was our version of Frozen. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That is exactly what it was. Oh. But yeah,
0: I've I've gotten to the age where I'm like, oh, I didn't see that movie in the theater. Oh, I'll wait until it comes out on video or video. There we go. Dating myself there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks. I don't miss videotapes. I will say I I, yeah. I do appreciate the jump to DVD. Except all of my daughter's childhood is on videotape yeah. that I don't have a format to play it back in. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, we... Um, oh, we're so, rambling, Deborah. We we're going so to have to stop. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, join us next week if and we'll find out, you know, what's the story with Lily. And we're going to find out, um, you know, we'll have, maybe we'll find out... If anybody else is gonna get their happy ending, if yeah, we'll, we'll find that out in the next episode of the Secrets of One. Once upon a time.